Section 14 of Great Pirate Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Great Pirate Stories by Various. Edited by Joseph Lewis French. Section 14. The Fight Between the Doral and the Mocha. The Fight Between the Doral and the Mocha. These truly represented a scheme of what misfortune has befell us as we were going through the Straits of Malacca. In the pursuance to our pretended voyage, Wednesday the 7th July, 5 o'clock morning, we espied a ship to windward. As soon as was well light perceived her to bear down upon us. We thought at first she had been a Dutchman bound for Akchin or Bengal when perceived she had no galleries, did then suppose her to be what after, to our dreadful sorrow found her. We got our ship in the best posture of defense that sudden emergent necessity would permit. We kept good looking out, expecting to see an island called Pulu Baraha, but as then saw it not. About eight of the clock sh the ship came up fairly within shot, saw in room of our galleries there was large sally ports, in each of which was a large gun, seemed to be brass. Her tafferil was likewise taken down, we having nothing that possibly could prepare ourselves, fearing might be suddenly set on ordered our people to their respective stations for action. We now hoisted our colors. The captain commanded to nail our ensign to the staff in sight of the enemy, which was immediately done. As they perceived we hoisted our colors, they hoisted theirs with the Union Jack and let fly a broad red pendant at their main topmast ahead. The pirate being now in little more than half pistol shot from us, we could discern abundance of men who went aft to the quarter deck, which as we supposed was to consult. They stood as we stood, but we spoke neither to other. At no one it fell calm, so that we were afraid should by the sea have been hove on one another at one o'clock sprang up a gale the pirate kept as we kept at three o'clock the villain backed her sails and they went from us we kept closing hauled having a contrary wind from malacca when the pirate was about seven miles distant tacked and stood after us at six the evening saw the looked for island and the pirate came up with us on our starboard side within shot. We see he kept a man at each topmast ahead, looking out till it was dark. Then he hauled a little from us, but kept us company all night. At eight in the morning he drew near us, but we had time to mount our other four guns that were in hold, and now we were in the best posture of defense could desire he drawing nears and seeing 
that if we would, we could not get from him. He far outsailing us by or large, in one direction or another. The captain resolved to see what the rogue would do, so ordered to hand furl all our small sails and furled our main sail. He, seeing this, did the like. And as he drew near us, beat a drum and sounded trumpets, and then hailed us four times before we answered him. At last it was thought fit to know what he would say. So the boatswain spoke to him as was ordered, which was that we came from London. Then he inquired whether peace or war with France. Our answer, there was a universal peace through Europe, at which they paused and then said, that's well. He further inquired if we had touched at Achin. We said a boat came off to us, but we came not near it by several leagues. Further, he inquired our captain's name and whither we were bound. We answered to Malacca. They too and would have had the captain gone aboard to drink a glass of wine. We said that would see one another at Malacca. Then he called to lie by, and he would come aboard us. Our answer was as before, saying it was late. He said, true, it was for China, he, and inquired whether should touch at the water islands Pulo Anden off Malacca. We said, should. Then said he, so shall we. After he had asked us all these questions, we desired to know from whence he was. He said from London, the captain named Colleyford, the ship named the Resolution, bound for China. This Colleyford had been gunner's mate at Bombay, and after run away with the catch. Thus passed the 8th July. Friday the ninth do, he being some distance from us, about half an hour after ten, came up with us. Then it grew calm. We could discern a fellow on the quarter-deck wearing a sword. As he drew near, this hellish imp cried, Strike you, dogs, which we perceived was not by a general consent, for he was called away. Our boatswain in a furry run upon the poop, unknown to the captain, and answered that we would strike to no such dogs as he, telling him the rogue, every and his accomplices, were all hanged. The captain was angry that he spake without order, then ordered to hail him, and asked what was his reason to dog us. One stepped forward on the forecastle, beckoned, with his hand and said gentlemen we want not your ship nor men but money we told them had none for them but bid them come up alongside and take it as could get it then a parcel of bloodhound rogues clashed their cutlashes and said they would have it or our heart's blood saying what do you not know us to be the mocha our answer was yes, yes. 
Thereon they gave a great shout, and so they all went out of sight, and we to our quarters. They were going to hoist colors, but the ensign halyards broke, which our people perceiving gave a great shout, so they let them alone. As soon as they could bring their chase guns to bear, fired upon us, and so kept on our quarter. Our guns would not bear in a small space, but as soon as did hap, gave them better than the pirates did like. His second shot carried away our sprite sail yard, and half an hour after or more he came up alongside, and so we powered in upon him and continued, sometime broadsides and sometimes three or four guns as opportunity presented and could bring them to do best service. He was going to lay us a thwart and house, but by God's providence, Captain Hyde frustrated his intent by pouring a broadside into him, which made him give back and go astern, where he lay and paused without firing. Then in a small space fired one gun. The shot came in at our roundhouse window without damage to any person, after which he filled and bore away, and when was about a quarter mile off fired a gun to leeward which we answered by another to windward about an hour after he tacked and came up with us again we made no sail but lay by to receive him but he kept aloof off the distance at most in all our firing was never more than two ship lengths the time of our engagement was from half an hour after eleven till about three afternoon when we came to see what damage we had sustained found our chief mate mr smith wounded in the leg close by the knee with a splinter or piece of chain which cannot well be told our barber had two of his fingers shot off as was sponging one of our guns the gunner's boy had his leg shot off in the waist john amos quartermaster had his leg shot off while at the helm the botswain boy a lad of thirteen years old was shot in the thigh which went through and splintered his bone the armorer joe osborne in the roundhouse wounded by a splinter just in the temple the captain's boy on the quarter-deck a small shot raised his skull through his cap and was the first person wounded and at the first onset wim reynolds boy had the brim of his hat half shot off and his forefinger splintered very sorely john blake turner the flesh of his leg and calf a great part shot away our ship's damage is the mizzen topmast shot close by the cap and it was a miracle stood so long and did not fall in the rogue's sight our rigging shot that had but one running rope left clear our main shrouds three on one side two on the other cut in two our main yard ten feet from the mast by a shot cut eight inches deep 
our fort topmast backstage shot away a great shot in the roundhouse one on the quarter deck and two of the roundhouse shot came on the said deck several in the steerage betwixt decks and in the forecastle two in the bread room which caused us to make much water and damage the greatest part of our bread they dismounted one of their guns in the roundhouse two in the steerage two in the waist one in the forecastle with abundance more damage which may seem tedious to rehearse their small shot was most tin and titanaga their fired pieces of glass bottles do teapots chains stones and what not which were found on our decks we could observe abundance of great shot to have passed through the rogue's foresail and our hope is have done that to him which will make him shun having to do with any europe ship again at night we perceived kept close their lights we did the like and lay by in the morning they were as far off as we could discern upon deck we sent up to see how they stood which was right with us in the night we knotted our rigging and in the morning made all haste to repair our carriages our men seeing they stood after us we could perceive their continuances to be dejected we cheered them what we could and for their encouragement the captain and we of our proper money did give them to every man and boy three dollars each which animated them and promised to give them as much more if engaged again and that if we took the ship for every prisoner five pounds and besides a gratuity from the gentlemen employers we read the king's proclamation about every and sea and the right honorable companies about nine o'clock the tenth july we perceived the rogue made from us so we gave the almighty our most condensed thanks for his mercy that delivered us not to the worst of our enemies for truly he the pirate was very strong having at least an hundred europeans on board thirty-four guns mounted besides ten patterers and two small mortars in the head his lower tier some of them as we judged sixteen and eighteen pounders we lay as near our course as could and next day saw land on our starboard side which was mainland kept on our way the twelfth july died the boatswain boy george mop in the morning friday the sixteenth dew in the evening died the gunner's boy thomas matthews sunday the eighteenth at anchor two leagues from the pulos and bilan islands died the barber andrew miller do the thirty-first died the chief mate mr john smith the other two are yet in a very deplorable condition and we are ashore here to refresh them the chinese further report the moko was at the maldives and careened there they gave an end to the life of their commanding rogue stout who they murdered for attempting to run away end of section fourteen